So the one thing, you know, it's recently coming, like, to, within my sight recently is, for a long time, I think I felt guilty regarding him because, you know, when we first got married, he had properties. He had own property that he lived in and, you know, property from his grandmother. And I had my, I the house we lived in, I owned. And, you know, I felt guilty when we started to experience financial issues and we had that house and I quit my job. I did. I mean, there's really kind of no excuse for that, to be honest. I mean, there's no real valid reason for why I did that. And for many years, for a really long time, I felt really guilty about doing that because it was just such a naive decision, you know, that I could somehow make up that income from doing basically gig work. I started my consulting firm then, and part of the reason I did that is because I wanted to be a a full-time stay-at-home mother. I mean, some of the happiest memories I have from childhood were when my mother was at home. I mean, and so I think that I, that definitely influenced me, and, you know, not too long after we got married, I really stupidly quit my job. And I thought that I would be able to sustain my family that way. And the reality is that we were able to kind of like exist for a few years, but we eventually lost our home, had to move. You know, it it, it just created such ridiculous financial chaos for for us. It just made us having a happy marriage and family almost impossible. It was just so much financial stress for the entire duration of our marriage. And, you know, it just changed us. It changed us individually. It changed us as a couple. It changed us as a family. It changed everything. And for a long time, I took on the full weight of that decision because I felt guilty. And here recently, you know... This sort of last episode with him is like, it was almost like the beginning of me not feeling, I want to say, I don't know. I I think I'll always feel guilty about the decision I made in the past, but I feel that maybe, maybe some of what he feels, you know, or what he has felt about the affair, which is that even when you know that you were kind of like, the impetus behind a decision, there's a part of you that gets to a point where you feel like you shouldn't have to suffer forever. You know? Like, I envision that at some point he was aware of the damage the affair caused, but then I think he got to a point where he felt like, okay, like, there's sort of like a proximate cause. Like, I know I caused caused this, 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 and this, but then you get to some a point where you're like, okay, that's not my fault. And I think I felt that way about this last episode with him. You know, the whole money situation, 
I felt like it was the beginning of me not feeling guilty anymore because I felt like, okay, what you're experiencing now is all you. It is not, it has, it is not my fault. And, you know, me feeling like I needed to help because of the decision I made 20 year, nearly 20 years ago to be a stay-at-home mom. Like I felt like I had fallen on the sword for that many, 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 many times by, you know, just by decisions I made after that to, to try to make up for that. And this recent episode, I was like, I feel like I have fulfilled my obligation. Like I did not feel that what was happening to him now was my fault. I felt that that it was a direct result of his own decisions. And I did not feel compelled to help in any way, especially after the way that he just basically, after Christmas, just completely went in a different direction with no heads up to me. I felt like, no, I'm not putting myself through that again. Like, whatever... Whatever guilt I felt in the past over my decision to quit my job, I no longer felt like the financial difficulties we're we're experiencing could in no way, shape, or form be related to that. And so I felt like it was the beginning of me kind of like liberating from myself from that mentality of feeling guilty, you know? All right. Thanks for listening. You know, one more thing, too, that I think about is, you know, I really think he thought that I was going to be in that diminished state forever. It was like all of his decisions were based upon me being small. And I just don't think that he ever factored in that I would somehow snap out of it. And, you know, realize who I am and reconnect with the parts of me that I do like, you know? I think he expected me to be an aunt forever. And the fact that I somehow was able to mature past that, I think is he's having trouble with that. I think because his whole narrative was based upon me being emotionally out of control and immature. And the one thing about, you know, temporary conditions like that is, well, what happens when the person grows up or snaps out of it or thinks past it? You know, if you have based your entire interaction with that person on them being the worst version of themselves, well, what happens when they decide to become the best version of themselves? I think a lot of times you can't handle it. Like if you have basically deliberately and intentionally or recklessly or negligently been responsible for someone's diminished state, well, when that person snaps out of it, who are you? You know what I mean? Like the person snaps out of it and sees you for who and what you were, which is a person who held them down. Or uh, I hesitate to say held them down because it makes it sounds like you're shifting responsibility and I don't want to do that. I'm taking responsibility for the choices I made. 
at the same time, I'm also cognizant of the fact that, you know, there are just some people who thrive off of other people's, they're, they're energy vampires. They will steal your energy to fuel their own lives. There are just some people that are wired that way. And I feel like I don't feel bad about acknowledging that. I mean, I was in a diminished capacity where I allowed myself to be taken advantage of. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't even blame the other person. I blame myself for being absent. Okay, thanks for listening. All right, as a follow-up to that recording, you know, I always feel like compelled to put these matters into context. And so here goes. First of all, I don't share any of this with anyone. These recordings are for me. It's a way for me to basically get the feelings out without acting upon them. So I don't even know who's listening. And honestly, I don't really care. It's really for me to just not just, you know, think about these things incessantly. It allows me to to basically plant them somewhere and not deal with it. And so when I interact with my ex, it's, I act like nothing is nothing. I, I don't, I don't react to anything. It's very cordial and I keep it real choppy. Like, hey, yes, no, da, da, da. I don't engage in any, I don't, I don't send the vibe that I want to, I'm sending the vibe. Like I answer questions or respond to requests for information. That's it. I don't try to prolong the conversation, but I do, there are times when I make these recordings, I feel like, oh man, it's like, I'm like, it's easy for somebody to think that I'm totally obsessing over the situation. Understandable. The way I look at it is this. I don't really, I, I, I went for years, not really, well, first of all, I was in a state of denial. I kind of just ignored when I knew what was happening. I was in a state of denial. Then I went through a phase where I just could not shut my mouth. I would tell anybody who was in listening distance, I would just pour into them all the problems that were going on. Well, that didn't feel right either. Then I went completely internal where I was keeping everything in, keeping everything in. And you know what? During the state of denial, keeping it in was a part of being in denial. I just didn't tell anybody what was going on. So now when I make these recordings, it is, my purpose is to help me, myself, process what's happening. I, I do it without regard to who's listening and not caring if it's zero people or 10,000. That is so not my point. My point is not to self implode. <laughs> like, cause I, I know that telling too many people did not work out too well for me. And conversely, keeping it all internalized didn't work out too well for me either. So by making these recordings, it is my way of basically disp- like not allowing things to fester. I get it out and I don't care what anybody says 
a breakup is hard. I don't I don't care if it was an abrupt breakup or if it was a breakup years in the making. It's hard. Obviously, nobody gets married with the intent of breaking up. So it's hard. It's very difficult, you know? And what I don't want to do, I went through the experience of being in denial and acting like it wasn't happening. And oh man, once you, if you have ever gone through an experience where you were in denial and then you wake up to the truth, that to me was one of the worst experiences I have ever had in my life. There is nothing like that type of experience. It feels like stepping in from like into a completely different universe. Having your world shifted it's so swiftly and it's extremely unsettling. I would not wish that upon anyone. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mince words. I call stuff for as I see it in the moment, because I've had the experience of what it feels like to, 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 to exist under stress and ignore it. So I will not do that. And I know I, never mind. Thanks for listening.